Hey everybody, hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode. If you haven't listened to that one yet or watched it, definitely do that. I'm talking about buffer statements, advanced sales, sales techniques. Last week, we specifically talked about gathering information. Um, this week, we're gonna talk about how to imply agreement, how to imply agreement. Um, this is again, another really advanced sales technique and it's another way that I use um, what I, I call them buffer statements, um, filler statements, I don't know what you wanna call it, but it's basically these statements that are in addition to the normal pitch and it's one of the biggest um, differences when I go out in the field with somebody who's new to the industry or especially a little bit newer to sales and they see me sell and then they try to sell and they're like how are you able to sell four times as much as I do why is everybody interested and they're like I don't get it I'm using the same pitch that you're using and I'm like well yes you are saying the same things as far as the opening pitch that I have typed out and the rebuttal to the objection that I have typed out. So what are we missing? What we're usually missing is those in-between statements, those buffer statements, those filler statements that are going to um, you know, preface what we're about to say that's gonna soften it and it's going to get the person ready to agree with us or ready to provide information like we talked about last week. This week, I wanna talk about how to imply agreement. This is just such a powerful concept if you can get it right and practice it. So here's the thing. If there's something that I want the merchant to agree with me about, okay, I want to first imply agreement. Let me give you an example. You could say to a merchant, um, Bill, let me ask you a question. Do you want to work with me uh, as a local business owner to provide your point of sale system? Now, I would say that is a terrible sales question. Um, did you ask the question? Sure. Um, the wording wasn't terrible. What are we missing? Well, what we're missing is we're missing the buffer or filler or justification statement that goes before that. That's going to get them interested in answering and interested in agreeing because we want to first imply agreement. So I might say something like this. I might say, Bill, um, I can tell just from talking to you that you're somebody that really supports the small business community in this area. Is that, is that an accurate statement? And he says, yes. Great. Well, one of the things about my company and one reason why I think so many people work with me is because I am a local business owner. And so given the opportunity, I mean, let's take your situation as an example, given the opportunity, if there was something that you needed for your business that you were buying in bulk from Sam's Club, but you found out there was a local vendor, a local small business that could provide the same quality, the same quantity at the same rate. I mean, all things being equal, correct me if I'm wrong, you're probably going to go with the local provider. Am I right? Yes, you are. Okay, great. Well then, based on that, Bill, let me ask you this. And now you know where I'm going. As long as I am able to provide you with a match rate, and I actually think I can even save you some money, but as long as I'm able to match that rate, but provide you with that extra local service um, here in the community, it sounds like what you're saying is you're definitely going to be interested in exploring this further. Am I right? Okay, now, Two questions, right? I started with one that would very rarely work and I showed you one that would almost always work. Do you realize how difficult it's gonna be for Bill to say no to what I just said? I mean, he's basically gonna have to say, no, I don't support small businesses. I mean, what is he gonna say? So the idea here is we're using that buffer statement to build something up where we're implying agreement. Okay, we're applying implying agreement. 
Um, what about something else? Well, maybe it's something like a point of sale system. So maybe we're doing a demo for a point of sale system. And as we're doing that demo, we're kind of putting away in our mind certain things that, that are sticking out to, to the, the prospects. So we're asking them, you know, what, how do you do um, your time clock right now? Well, we do punch cards. Okay. Um, you know, we have a digital version, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so you talk about maybe three or four main features that they like. So then you get to the end. You could say, um, well, hey, based on everything I've showed you today, uh, does this point of sale system seem like a good fit for you? You could ask that. I think that's a terrible thing to do, but you could. Um, maybe you close that 20%, 15%, something like that. You could do that. I think what will be a lot more powerful is, is to use buffer statements to imply agreement, though, right? So I, I might say something like, um, Susan, you know, first of all, thank you so much for all of your time today. See what I'm doing? I'm always thanking them. The beginning of that buffer statement is always thank you. I all, you know, there's something so powerful about thanking people for their time. People appreciate that. So always thank people, you know, make that a habit and say, Susan, just first of all, I want to say thank you so much for the time that you have spent invested really in just looking at this system. Let me review a couple things to make sure we're on the same page. Um, it sounds to me like one thing that we did talk about today that we're both in agreement on is that it makes a lot more sense to have digital time clocks versus punch cards, you know, both from an efficiency perspective or professionalism, um, but even from a payroll and savings point of view to make sure that the, the time that's recorded is fully accurate and, and really just nothing crazy can happen with it. Are we in agreement on that? Oh yeah, I agree with you there. Okay, great. Um, now I also, we talked about, and I'm going to do that maybe two more times. Okay. Then I'm going to say, so Susan, based on the three things that you know we just talked about, it sounds like you believe there is value in this point of sale system as far as, you know, let's forget about price and everything else. Let's talk about that in a minute. But let's just say hypothetically, you had this system in your business versus what you have now. It does sound like there is some form of value in having this system. Would you agree with me? Yes. Okay, great. So the only question really that we have left is how much value, right? <clears throat> we need to make sure that the amount that you're investing, you're getting a good deal because I don't want you to invest more than the value that you think you could pull away from the system. Now I'm going to start breaking down that value. And the question I'm eventually going to ask is, you know what, uh, <clears throat> you know, Susan, it looks like everything we've just talked about is it looks like the investment is going to, you know, the return is going to far outweigh the investment because of these extra benefits that you're going to get. So would you agree with me that the value you're going to get, as we talked about earlier, is going to be less than the investment that you're going to have to put into it? Now, that's a sales question that's really hard to say no to. Why? Because <clears throat> there's been agreement, 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 agreement all the way through. I'm implying agreement. And so I'm using these buffer statements or these filler statements or, or you know, whatever you want to call it, these justification statements to justify what I'm about to say and to say, you know, I'm sure you would agree. And so do you see how I got Susan to a point where she agreed with me that there is actually value, right? <clears throat> there is value in the system. Then the question I actually, you know, come to is, okay, so then the real question, Susan, is how much value, right? We need to make sure that the investment you're making is going to be compensated for with the return that you're getting in terms of value. That's how you sell a point of sale system. So we have to have this trade-off between the value and the investment, right? So we want to imply agreement all the way up until we get to that question, okay? Now, there are literally a million different examples that I could give you here of implying agreement. Let's, let's see if we can do one more, okay? Let's say we have somebody and you find out that they have an early termination fee. So they're going to have to pay $500 to terminate their agreement. And so you could say to them, well, Bill, I don't really see the problem here. I'm going to save you $260 a month 
So if you have to pay a $500 early termination fee, you know, you're going to wipe that out in two months. I mean, you know, based on that, let's just move forward, right? Now, you could do that. That actually might not be terrible. That might work. Many of you would do something like that. Um, however, by doing something like that, we're not doing any buffer statements. We're not building up to it. We're not, we're not building this positive momentum and giving the justification that they really need to say yes to that, okay? Instead, what I would do is I would say something like this. I'd say, Bill, now I understand you have this, uh, you know, this early termination fee. Let's talk for just a second. Let me just change gears for one second and talk about investing for just 30 seconds here. So, Bill, if I told you there was a stock that you could purchase, right, and the stock was $500 per share, okay, so you could buy stock in this company, $500 per share, it's a, a, a rock-solid company, a long track record of success, but here's the kicker. This company, they pay out a dividend per stock of $260 a month. A month, not a year, a month. Every month, you make an investment of $500, every month you get $260, $260, $260. I mean, over the course of 12 months, you're going to have almost, what, three grand? Um, so it's a huge, you're going to invest $500, you're going to get $3,000 a year. You know, if that investment was available to you for your investment portfolio, for your retirement portfolio, is that an investment you'd be interested in? What is, what is Bill going to say? He's going to say, oh yeah, of course. Well, I say, well, you know what? I've got bad news for you. I only have one share I can sell you today. There's only one share available. It's your early termination fee. By you investing that $500 one time, I'm going to be able to save you $260 every single month. And based on what we just discussed, I think you'd agree that's a pretty good return on investment. Am I right? Now, it's going to be much harder for him to say no to that. So imply agreement. Again, I can't tell you all the specifics. I can't give you every scenario because every merchant's different. Some merchants would, would respond great to that. Others would not respond well to that. It's sales techniques. It's experience. It's you taking the time to become an expert at your craft.